The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Our second guest, we are talking about a wonderful country. We're talking about Italy. And this is a novel by Christine Smolke. And the name of the book is Children of Italy, Love, Secrets, and Betrayal. And Christine is the granddaughter of Italian immigrants, and she was inspired by her grandmother's life story to write a novel of the immigrant experience. She's traveled to many countries all over the world, and she's thankful to her ancestors who chose to settle right here in the United States. The idea for this book, Children in Italy, was formed many years ago when she wrote a research paper in graduate school based on an interview she had done with her grandmother, Giovanna, and her great-aunt, Evelina. And so this is a very special novel, and Christine is a former language arts teacher. She has a master's degree in English. She has two grown sons, and this is her first novel. Welcome, Christine. Okay, so we're going to call Christine back, and um, just want to let folks know um, that this is very interesting to me. Uh, Christine now lives in North Carolina, where I lived for a while, but I now live in Rhode Island because I'm a native New Englander, and there are just many, many Italian families here, and we have a whole area called um, Federal Hill, which has wonderful, authentic Italian restaurants, so... So a really great place to come and to experience the heritage of Italy, as well as many of the places. Are you back with us, Christine? Oh, yes. I hear you well now. Good, good. And um, I was telling the audience that I lived in North Carolina for a while, and I'm originally from New England, and I live in Rhode Island where there is a huge Italian population. And we have a place called Federal Hill with wonderful, authentic Italian restaurants. So I don't know if you know about that, but Rhode Island really has so many Italian families and culture and heritage. It's it's great here. No, I didn't know that. I'll, I will definitely have to have to come for a visit. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some of the lessons in this book. You know, in terms of cultural clashes and hardships and stigmas that. Immigrants from Italy and other places in Europe faced in the 1920s. Tell us about that. Well, I found um, just talking with my family and doing research that um, it wasn't unlike uh, issues immigrants have now. They faced discrimination. They had trouble with the language barrier. Um, They had trouble with people being unhappy with them, being new to the country, um, that it might jeopardize the jobs of people who already lived here. 
Um, so it has a it has a lot of parallels with with immigrants and what they face today coming coming to our country and probably just coming to any new country. Mm. What attracted you to write this novel? Was it the compelling stories of your grandmother? Yes, I, I when I was growing up, um, I guess as a kid, you're not that interested in your in your ancestry. You're you're you know more self centered. But as I got older, I I was very interested in in her story and and just the immigrant story in general. How how brave immigrants are to leave what they know and everything, all their culture and all their family, and come to a new place and begin again and. I just thought that an immigrant story in general was compelling, but then um, my grandmother's sister told me after my grandmother died that that my grandfather, um, we knew that he had been here for 12 years without his family and that he was unfaithful mm-hmm. during his time. And, um, and, I, and I thought, well, there's, there's a story that many people can relate to being separated mm-hmm. and, hmm. and how it affects a family. What was the, give us a little bit, without, you know, giving us the whole story, but tell us the kind of the premise of the book and the story, and how close was it to your grandmother's life? Well, the premise of the story uh, was um, just how does, how does being separated for a long period of time affect a family? What, um, what kind of struggles do they go through? What kind of struggles did immigrants go through in general? But but how does being separated um, when one person goes to another country and tries to um, sort of set up house and try to be, make a living for a while before the rest of the family comes, how does that affect everyone? And that was kind of the premise. And um, in my own family, there were, I guess, whispers as I got older that my grandfather had been unfaithful while he was here. And... Um, you know, I never, I didn't really condone that, but I understood how it could happen being that he was a young man, aged 28 to 40, when he was here by himself. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so I, I sort of understood how it, it could happen. Um, mm-hmm. And then I I wanted to, to tell the story of different events that happened to them when they were here and how that infidelity affected their life when they all got mm-hmm. back well, it was that, but it was also you write about the harsh labor conditions. I'd love to talk about that, you know, to, particularly today in light of immigration reform that we hear about so much, um, you know, particularly in the news now. We're listening to this interview right before the election, but certainly uh, immigration is a huge topic. So talk about, talk about that, what it was like then. Well, uh, from my research and just from the little bit that my family told me, um, immigrants in the early 20th century, always had the worst jobs, always had the worst pay. Um, they didn't really have anyone to advocate for them. Labor unions were just sort of starting. And um, and Italians in particular, because they had the language barrier that maybe, um, um, say, the English or the Irish didn't have, they always took the mm. worst jobs. and the worst. I think we might have lost Christine again. We're going to go to break now. We're having a little technical issue, but we'll be back with Christine Smolke talking more about her very special novel, Children of Italy. I'm Patricia Raskin. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A wave of change is happening in our world now. 
A new feminine way of leadership is emerging, yet this is not about women taking over. This rise of the feminine is helping men too. Join host Gina Lazenby, award-winning businesswoman, best-selling author, and speaker on feminine wisdom as she reports on the rise of the feminine with inspiring stories of women who are coming into their own and finding their unique purpose. Tune in and join this conversation in the rise of the feminine each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That number again is 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am with my friend, with my new friend here, uh, Christine Simolke, and her novel is Children of Italy, Love, Secrets, and Betrayal. And this is based on her own conversations with her grandmother from Italy and aunt, and it, it's a, just a fascinating novel. Welcome back, Christine. Thank, so thank you for having me. what does it mean to you culturally to be Italian-American? Well, um, food is a huge part of our culture. Um, and family and um, hard work. Hard work is a very, very big part of being an Italian. Um, somebody asked me, Do, um, in your family, is it okay if somebody marries someone that's not Italian? And I said, nobody ever ever cared. In fact, all my mother and her cousins, they're all married to people who aren't Italian. Um, all they want to know is, are they going to be nice to you, and do they work hard? And if they mm-hmm. do those things, then, <laughs> then that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I would be a family and working hard and love of good eating is um, yeah, very important yeah, Well, you know, immigration, and we started to talk about this before the break, immigration is a topic that's really in the news this year, and it's hit a nerve. Do you think that immigrations who are coming to our country today are going to face more obstacles and more stigma than immigrants of previous generations? What do you think? Well, um, when I decided that I would make a novel, a, a historical novel of my um, family story, 
at the time I was working with Mexican immigrants and their um, children in a school. I was a teacher. And I think that's why, uh, that's what pushed me to go ahead and write the book because I saw so many things that were so similar for them that had been true for my mm-hmm. family. Um, discrimination and, and um, you yeah, know, just assimilating and language difficulties. And, um, and I, I do think... Um, for many immigrant groups now, particularly Muslims, it is more difficult because um, when my family, when I was growing up, my grandmother very much disliked the mafia and disliked being associated, you know, that, that the mafia was associated with Italians. And, and I think that, that Muslims face that, that bad apple for them as, as terrorist groups. And, and so I think that's very, that makes it very difficult for them mm-hmm. because they, they have that, that bad group that, that people associate with them. Yeah. You know, one of the things that struck me in the novel, and, and I think for a lot of us who are second or third generation, you know, from another country, was the whole idea of really honoring your heritage and honoring your culture. And a lot of people don't. They just say, oh, well, you know, I'm Italian, I'm Greek, I'm whatever. But it, it, I, it, to me, it seems to be, it's in your gene pool, so it seems to be very important that you really understand your heritage and honor it. What do you think, Christine? I do. I do think it's important, um, but I think it's also important that you not be too seeped in the old world um, because then I think that makes it hard for you to to become American. So I think you have to have a balance of keeping your old world customs and um, your old world family ways, but you also have to, have to embrace your new country and, and the ways of the new country as well. So I think it, I think if you have a balance, that's the best the best way to go to honor your heritage and still be an American. Yeah, I'd like to talk a little bit about what you think we can do today to help and protect our exploited workers because you know when you write about this, there were harsh labor concerns and conditions back in the twenties. You know when you know when immigrants from Italy and other countries came over here. Um, so and they faced discrimination. What do you think we can do today to help protect our exploited workers? Well, I think today um, all workers deserve to be under fair labor practices, and the government really has technically has an obligation, and it doesn't matter whether immigrants are uh, are citizens or or non citizens. Um, the fair labor practices are supposed to be um, enforced in any working situation by the government. So I think I think that if you know if that can go on the way it's supposed to, that will help a lot. I think that some immigrants, at least immigrants that I know that are not legal citizens yet, they they fear making any kind of complaint or if if things aren't going well at work or they aren't being treated fairly because they worry that about their legal status but, mm. but from what i've read it doesn't it doesn't matter whether people are uh, working working legally or not legally um, fair labor practices are supposed to be enforced no matter what yeah yeah important and that's a big issue right now yeah. What do you think of what do you think of the representations we've often seen in Italians like shows like The Sopranos and Mob's Wife and Jersey Shore? And the association with profanity and violence and criminals and you know, that has been um that has been portrayed as Italian and American identity. What would you say about that? 
Well, I know, I know for me, my family is, we're kind of loud and boisterous, but as Italians, we're actually fairly reserved. We don't, we don't fight a lot and we don't swear a lot. We just, we like to eat a lot. <laughs> we, we spend a lot of time eating and, and to me, it's, it's sort of disheartening or embarrassing when I see, um, Italian stereotypes be violent and, um, and rough because I don't think, you know, I think that's, that's a very negative stereotype, and though there mm-hmm. are people like that who are Italian, of course, and mm-hmm. the mafia did originate in Italy, um, most Italians are are not like that, and so I, I think, to me, it's a very negative stereotype, and it's very few people yeah. that, that I know that are Italian. Can, tell us a little bit about the storyline of the book without giving it away. You know, you said a little bit there's a love story in here. But there's also, you know, there's also some issues um, with, you know, survival and hope. And so, tell us a little. Well, the, the, it is it is kind of a story about a man who who's lonely while he's here by himself in the U.S. away from his family. He has an affair. He has the affair with the understanding that um, when his family comes, that it will end, and that and. Um, that doesn't set well with the, the woman that he's with, even though that's been their understanding. And so she she causes some trouble uh, when his family comes, and she doesn't want him to be with them. She wants him to be with her. Um, there's also a little bit of a teenage romance uh, with the oldest daughter on the ship on her way to the United States. And then uh, when she arrives, that the boy who's fallen in love with her on the ship is, um, tries to find her, and he can't find her. And so there's some kind of some suspense there. Um, there's an uncle that's here in the U.S., and he um, he has sexuality issues that he's just coming to terms with himself and his family doesn't know about, and he has a lot of Ooh. discrimination due to his sexuality. And um, so I, I really wanted to spotlight that. My aunt told me that, she had an uncle that she always thought was different, but she didn't really understand until she was older that people could be gay and that maybe that's, you know, maybe that was what was going on with him and that he, especially at that time in a, multi, in a macho culture, had a hard time with that and that he was also discriminated against um, with men that he worked with, um, hmm. bullied. And um, so I, I really wanted to, to highlight those issues because... Even though things are better in that way now, they're still not complete acceptance. Yes, they are. What would you say, Christine, is the message of your novel, Children of Italy? What, what do you well, want, to me, what do you want readers to walk away with? I just I want readers to appreciate the sacrifices that that possibly their immigrants made because we're all, you know, if you go back far enough, we're all. Uh, some immigrant ancestry in our country. I, I never appreciated when I was younger that for my great-grandfather and my great-grandmother, they made a huge sacrifice to come here, and things weren't really better for them. They were very poor. They faced a lot of discrimination. They never saw their families again in Italy. Um, and I just, I would hope people would appreciate, um, especially the next generations, how much how much we've benefited from all their sacrifice. And just the the book is about family and overcoming struggles and kind of sticking together even Mm. when things are not the best. What would you say, what would you say, what are some of the 
lessons in the book or, you know, conversations with your family that you've applied in your own life with your own family now? I, I would say that the, a big lesson that I learned from my family was that they did, their family came first, their children came first. Um, mm. Everything they did in their life was hopefully that their children would have a better life and, and also tolerance that um, that you should be tolerant. Everybody doesn't have to be the same, and that's what makes our country really great is that we're not all the same and that we should be, should be tolerant. Yeah. I want to read something on the back of your book. Karen Dugas, a reviewer from the Book of the Month Club, writes, Our country has been made great by immigration, and this is a wonderful story of one immigrant family from Italy who make a life despite hardships and temptations. It is a fresh, loving, sad, and joyful look at how one family adjusts to life in a new country. This is a great read from a new voice in historical fiction. Very nice. And, and very timely right now with what's, what the issues are in our ele- election. Now, people will listen to this program after November, and uh, then we will know. But even so, uh, immigration and uh, the way we are treating our immigrants and opportunities for them are, are really in the forefront right now of the news. Yes, I, I think it's it's always been an issue in our country, but it's, it's, it's especially important right now. All right. And where can people find your book? Um, you can find it online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Walmart. Um, okay. It is in some bookstores. Oh. Um, Thank you so much for being on the program, Kristen Tumulke, Children in Italy. Thanks a lot, Kristen. Thank you so much, Patricia. I really appreciate it. All right. Good. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, okay, folks, that wraps you. up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see all the guests I have on the show and other shows as well. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.